Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. Welcome back to Candyland, motherfuckers. That's going to be our new theme because the time that I did it, it was so aggressive. But when Gemini does it, it's so natural. I am naturally aggressive. What can I say? My favorite thing is that we do have a lot of balance in our connection. And like whenever I'm being aggressive you're being calm and vice versa so it really does give a lot of symbolism to like that yin and yang energy yin and yang whatever you want to say because people can't always be aggressive they have to find balance somebody was telling me how much they vibe with the podcast because we're so opposite that she's like one of you is single and doesn't have kids and like you can just go and do whatever you want with your time and like your perspectives are different and then with me having a kid and being married like my perspectives on things and things that I'm able to do with my time are just very different and she was like you guys probably have such a wide variety of audience because you can really attach to so many different types of people and lend your energy in so many different ways and I loved that I love that as well because I feel like our main goal with the podcast was to be diverse you know we're not all love and light spirituality type people and even when people are surprised by our opinions on things and our hot takes I feel like people can still see that we're not trying to force our beliefs onto you yeah and I think that both of us being different too gives different viewpoints to the same topics and so most people probably feel like they're heard and understood because we can cover so many different viewpoints on each individual topic that it it's hard to get frustrated with people that are genuinely I think looking at things from all different areas and I say that but people will be fucking mad no matter how many different ways you say something or how you flip it so there's always going to be somebody with a stank pussy but they don't need to be around anyways grab some badges still and have a nice day the thing about it for me that I love the most is like the waves of emotions since we started the podcast to flash forward to doing the podcast for almost two years. And I know that right now the big theme, especially with like Gary V is like start a podcast. Like that is what he's pushing on every content creator, meaning that the only way to really build a following is not going to be short reels or TikToks or you know, just a little snippet about your life here and there on Facebook, but the way to build a true real following that's going to support you and what you do for the long haul is to express your story and to put your story and your energy out there. And the thing that I love about that is 
everyone that wants to be seen is only wanting to be seen for a certain thing. Like when they have makeup on or when they're happy or when they're successful or when their bank account is six figures. Like those are the things the universe or the internet has like promoted in the past. But now the new way to really grab your audience is to bring forth that vulnerable energy. And I feel like that's where we are growing together through this platform because we're not doing it for money or kickbacks or any of that. Like we are seriously doing it so people can get the full picture. I know a lot of people say, I've listened to your podcast prior to booking a reading, or I listened to Gemini's podcast. Then I made it over to Lollipop podcast. And I'm starting to really see that you two have so many dynamics and I think that's what's really cool about being able to share your story with the world without worrying about being censored. That part. And also, too, podcasting is so cool because when you think about ways that people have been able to share their lives on media before, it's really been reality shows where somebody else is controlling the version of you that's being shown because even if they're following you around for a year, they have to make 12 to 15 episodes out of that with having all of this other cast that they have to get in there too. So they really pick the storylines, the ways that they're going to edit things together, the pieces of you that are going to be shown. And so we, I think that there are a lot of people who say things and it gets manipulated or twisted. And it's made a lot of fear-based things about people sharing pieces of themselves, especially due to like cancer. Uh, I almost said cancer culture, which same thing, but cancel culture. Um, and with podcasting, I feel like there's a lot less cancel culture about things because we're able to speak full articulate thoughts about things and then address if something comes up and we recognize like we've had multiple times on here where we've said something, we've gotten feedback about it and we're like, we get what it sounded like we were meaning. And now that we're sitting back and we re-listen, this is how we meant it. And so we're able to have that more one-on-one -on -one personal base and a longevity of conversations. My favorite thing about the internet is most people only show you that highlight reel but with a podcast, there's like a real world issues being addressed. Like, you know, us talking about like the medical field or talking about celebrities or just different things that we have been programmed to believe. And I'll be honest, I know for sure that like when we started this podcast in I wasn't ready for what it was going to bring out of me. Like I didn't realize <laughs> how much I would elevate through having a podcast and how much it would like help me to find my own strengths and my own vulnerabilities. And I feel like anyone who is afraid to be seen should definitely dig deeper as to why you are afraid of truly being seen or heard. You know, I see so many beautiful people that are so talented but they're not talented in the ways the internet celebrates. You know what I mean? Like they have their own unique talents, but instead of stepping forward and putting themselves out there, they're afraid because no one is listening. They're like, well, no one cares about my story. And that's because you don't put yourself out there. If you're trying to build a brand, 
Posting once or twice a month is not going to cut it. Posting whenever you are happy or all put together is not going to cut it because then you're going to create some standard of like, this is my life. And so then when your audience sees you without makeup or sees you depressed or sad, they're going to be like, that person's fake or that person's phony. But if you give someone a full 365 picture of yourself and who you really are, you don't need to show up in any certain way because they're going to be supportive of you as a human, not you as a brand. I have multiple things to add to what you just said. So going back to us discussing um, like the internet culture and, and people talking or whatever. So I was texting Samantha Leah yesterday, um, that singer and or musician. And uh, she was like, I had a scam account, reach out to me about you, yada, yada. And she's like, what the fuck? And she said, um, we need a better system and people also having better judgment and realizing that the internet is the scammiest place on earth. And I said, I like to believe that the internet reflects how the collective is when they think no one is looking and it shows the areas that need healing inside of the collective. And I feel like that is stuff that we have really lent to our platform too, is we've talked about people that are scamming and areas that they're probably lacking and the mindset that we can have of, well, people are just blaming me for being scammed. And you could be super frustrated about that and lend your energy into that way and have it block your creativity moving forward because, well, this is just going to get stolen and somebody else is going to get my credit or whatever, or you can shift that mindset. And since shifting that mindset, instead of being frustrated about the fact that like scammers are using my link tree and whatever, like my actual link tree, I've turned it around and we've talked about it before to it being free marketing. And so this is somebody who is scared to get in front of the camera and scared to be who they truly are because they think that it would be easier to pretend to be me and scam their way through. And in the end, I end up getting blessed out of it because you're using my actual link, my actual face and energy. You're bringing people in who are getting readings with me, who are finding out that you're phony. You're putting my videos on. People are seeing it that never would have before and see my watermark of my TikTok page and go and add me. I've had people say that they found us because people have made fake pages saying that they host the lollipop podcast and they tag our actual Instagram page. People go to our Instagram page and are like, Oh shit, I love this podcast and start listening, you know? So it really is all about the way that you're going to show up and how you're going to be letting other people's inauthenticity around you affect you too. And I think it's sad that, people would hold themselves back because they don't think they would do something as good as somebody else. And I have a friend who does, um, she does uh, like uh, marketing and branding for people who do social media. And I had been talking to her as I'd been building my platforms because we met each other doing MLM together. And that's a very like, you get brainwashed, you're told like, you have to 
be doing this amount of things and be in people's inboxes and talking to people like this and doing these things. And then when you're on social media for yourself doing a business, you have to completely retrain yourself because I'm not going to sit here with my tarot readings and be inboxing people and being like, I have a special today for tarot card readings. Like I may put a post up here or there, but it's totally different. And I was telling her, this was like a year and a half ago, how frustrated, no, this was like two years ago. This was when, um, right before we had started marketing for podcast for lollipop and I was doing coven and I was telling her like, I'm just so frustrated because I see all of these other people with their branding things and their podcast stuff and their previews and their content looks so good. And I just can't figure out how to make it look like that. And I'll never forget. She said, everybody's stuff ends up, it starts out looking low budget and you make it look high budget because your energy evolves, your audience evolves and your income evolves. And nobody starts off with everything looking good. If you look at anybody who has quote unquote made it, where they started looks low budget. And I love it. Amen to that, because whenever I first started doing live readings, I literally, like, my spirit guides were like, look, you got to practice getting in front of the camera. You got to practice, you know, on your public speaking and utilizing your skills. And so I used to just go live on Instagram, like, pre-pandemic, and just do live readings, and at that time, you know, reels weren't a thing. TikTok wasn't a thing. So the live videos were pushed. And that's really where I started to build a lot of my following. And I'm so excited because now my logistics, they say that I have like 20,000 views on my profile a month on Instagram, but yet I only have 9,500 followers. So like, I know there's 12,000 people out there that are like looking at my stuff, and just watching. But now my logistics have actually flipped where I used to rank about 67% was men. And then the other percentage was women. It finally went 54% women and like, whatever, 46% men. And I'm so excited because I remember thinking to myself, like, the men following me, they want to see like modeling or they want to see something else. They don't care about my tarot. But now my audience has really flipped to more women, which I love because those were like the target audience of people that I would mentor or that I would work with. But then as I've grown, I look back at those videos and I don't delete them because it's like they're there for a reason. They're really showing this younger, vulnerable side of me. And especially whenever I would upload them to YouTube and I didn't know how to put a cover photo on YouTube, even though that's super simple and easy, I just started using YouTube. And at that time, I thought that I needed to like do all of this fancy editing. And so I kind of got burned out with YouTube. But as I've grown, I do more YouTube for like private reading 
versus public reading. And now I hardly go live at all. So it's like building that confidence, building that strength, building that vulnerability had really helped me evolve into being able to get in front of the camera, being able to bounce ideas on a podcast or whatever. And it's just like, people underestimate the very small steps that you take to get where you're going. And that's really been heavy on my heart this week of so many people that I mentor that in the beginning, they feel so hopeless or lost. But it's like, once you actually get into gear and go into a direction that works for you, the process is not as slow. I think that if more people put themselves into positions of teaching and guiding other people on something that they know how to do, you you realize and respect yourself for how much knowledge and information that you have. Like when I, and I don't just mean that about like, you know, spiritual guidance or whatever. I mean, like if you're great at budgeting, helping people with budgeting, putting together something for budgeting. If you're wanting to expand yourself and and utilize social media and personalize something for you, finding out what it is that you're good at and then helping other people to be able to do that same thing, you with your being able to help people with credit. Like if you didn't do what you do now and you were trying to find like your pieces or whatever, and 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 share with and educate other people you could totally be doing content about like three minute inform informative things on how to build your credit and things that people don't know about how to utilize a credit card and all this other shit that people wouldn't know and you would realize through that and in the comments when people ask questions how fucking much knowledge you have that a majority of people don't have and i think that there's so much comparison to what other people are doing on their journey. And wow, I would love to do that, that we forget all of these little individual passions and, and things that we have skills at that we could teach other people. And we just get lost in the comparison game instead of helping other people. Speaking of credit, I am just like so set on like winning the Monopoly game of life. Like I treat it like Monopoly and it makes sense if you've ever played Monopoly to understand the process and a lot of people reject abundance and reject prosperity because they are stingy greedy low vibrational people they are very well if I give it to you or I share it with you then I have less and I'll be honest earlier today I was kind of venting to someone about someone who's been acting really shady towards me but and I don't know what their deal is like I truly don't know what their deal is but the thing is, is like they can act shady and they can act passive aggressive rather than just speaking up because passive aggressive energy blocks the frequency of transformation. If you're not speaking up on your own personal needs and you're not speaking up to your friends and family about your boundaries or things that you require, you are blocking abundance frequency. If you're so worried about politics and billionaires and healthcare and all these things that they want you to focus on, they literally put these people on TV and masquerade them across the stage 
just to let them know they have more money than you, just to let you know that they have a better life than you. But what they don't tell you is that they sold their soul to get there or they're being manipulated. They can't even put out the type of art or content that they want to put out. And that's what I think so crazy about this world is because for every person who looks at the next person and feels angry or jealous or envious, you are blocking abundance frequency. And while I was speaking on this, someone literally booked a reading in the same like five minutes and it was over a hundred dollars. And that's because like when I have abundance, I don't mind to go buy dinner for my friends or to give them something really nice. And Jim and I was like, I love when you make more money because that means I get bigger presents. And it's true though. Like I am a gift giver. That is my love language. I like to give things to people, whether it's a thoughtful gift or a useful gift or something sentimental. I like to give things to people because I understand that a lot of people are so wrapped up in the things they have to do that they neglect the things that they want to do. And so I believe by me unlocking that code in my life where I don't give a fuck if I split what I have in half, I will make back that other half times 10 rather than worrying about it. Like, why would I let my friend struggle or not be able to like treat themselves if I have the abundance to help them? Not that I'm going to pay people's bills or pay people's car payments, but if it means like treating them to Mexican or getting some sushi or getting carry out and dropping it off at their house. Like it's that intention, the thoughtful vibration tells the universe that I'm ready to receive what I desire. And every single time I see someone with their crusty butt energy projecting those limited beliefs onto the collective, you are blocked so far from getting what you actually want. And I just believe that every time someone drops the ball by being greedy or passive aggressive or envious, I pick the ball up and I hit a shot and I win for the whole team. And when I'm winning, my whole team is winning. And it's kind of like, you know, they've talked about with Jelly Roll. He used to sleep on people's couches and now some of those people are on his payroll and they do absolutely nothing but exist and bring good vibes. They don't do anything like they are just there to be of support and because they're family and because Jelly knows that what goes around comes around and they were there for him when he needed them. So now that he's in a position to shine, he wants to make sure that they can shine too. And I think that's like my goal in life is just because people can't repay me now doesn't mean that later down the road, they're not making six figures a month and they're like, Paige, I bought you a car or I bought you this, like all because I supported them when they needed it the most. And I love to be giving because uh, this world is full of takers, you know what I mean? And I like to give things to people without any like code of like, well, I did that for you or you owe this to me or one up on someone. I feel like, you know, just do things without expectation and the universe rewards you in ways you cannot even imagine. I think there's also a lot of guilt associated with finance and associated with abundance in general. Like there are a lot of times that I think people will work really hard to be in a position where they can spoil themselves. They can buy things that they want to buy for themselves. They can go on trips or go do other things. And because other people around them may not be able to do those things, it's like they talk down being able to do it for themselves. So 
I went and I bought myself this new bag yesterday, but it was 30% off. And, you know, and so then people will go into um, explaining how they were able to do it and why they were able to do it. And it's almost like you people can talk themselves out of being proud of themselves and explain away why something was okay for them to do. Oh, I'm going on this trip, but there was a bundle package in order for me to be able to go and it paid for this and this. So it should have been this, but it's only this, which is really good because, you know, whatever. And when you have a guilt about getting the things that you've been working hard to be able to get, I feel like guilt is a very similar vibration to me as fear is because you're feeling guilty about something is you actually, that's a byproduct of you being scared about how somebody else is going to interpret and receive you doing well. And when I was in that same conversation that I was talking to you about, you know, I love when mama makes more money because that means I get bigger presents. There was also the conversation of like keeping certain things quiet, like when when you do do well or when we do well and, and have different things going on because people will speak negatively into it and have something to say. And as we're having this conversation, I'm just recognizing that that is like a fear-based response to have in that conversation of like, keep it under lock and key because someone always has something to say. And although that may be true and, and, you know, move behind the scenes. Also, I think celebrating things that you're manifesting that you've been speaking out is so fucking cool. And what I love is that you did that in our conversation without anything ever having to be public. You know what I mean? Like you still gave yourself this moment of like, look at me, we're about to celebrate for a second. Look at what mom is doing and keep it pushing. I think a lot of people just, they were born <laughs> in that survival mode. And a lot of people in my family are very like negative and in survival instinct where oh my gosh, how much did that cost is always their first like question. And it doesn't matter if I'm like, I bought this for you. I will throw it out the window before I tell you what it cost because I'm so unattached to it that the only reason I purchased this for you is because I want you to be happy and to enjoy it and to embrace it. And so a lot of people will have opportunities presented to them and they reject the opportunity to absorb that abundance. Like, for instance, someone on the internet's like, I really need money, please give it to me. But when you tell them, well, I have a bunch of sticks in my yard and, you know, some dog crap out there, you could clean up my yard for me, cut the grass, I'll pay $300. I'm not cutting the grass. You want me to pick up dog poop? I'm not doing that. Because they want you to give it to them. And I think that it says a lot about people who treat the janitor the same way they would as the CEO is like their quality consciousness. You know what I mean? Like, are, what kind of person are you if you think you're beneath a certain job if you don't have the money that you need? And that's what irks me is because I've had jobs where I've made $5.25 an hour. I've had jobs under the table. I used to babysit. Like I've worked since I was 12 years old. 
I had always been instilled like you have to work hard and play later. And I worked extremely hard for a really long time, especially in college when other people were going on spring break or working at Hooters and doing all these things that they were getting good abundance at that moment. But the thing about Hooters or those types of energies is like that only rides for a little bit because every year you get older and more pretty hotter people are coming in, you know, and I feel like so many people didn't put the work in in their early 20s. So now they've got two or three kids and life's really hard for them. So they're in that low, envious, jealous vibration, which is why you can't share everything with everyone. But I'm going to be proud of myself because I'm doing things for me. I'm breaking generational curses around money and abundance and things like that for me. And the thing about it is the universe only responds to your internal energy. You can pretend you're happy for people or you can pretend you're cheering people on, but underneath the surface, the universe is responding to your energetic frequency. And greed and jealousy and envy are some of the lowest vibrational energies. And I know people will say, well, then why are there billionaires? Because they have lied and signed soul contracts and done very bad things to get where they are. And I'm not saying that they're going to go to hell and pay for it. I'm saying they're going to come back to earth as one of those oppressed people, the people that they oppressed. I like that viewpoint, actually. I agree with that. I also think that there are, okay, so with, with my office job that I have, there are a lot of people that I encounter because of where the office is, it's a wealthier part of town. And so we will get people who come in that they obviously like have a lot of money. And a lot of the people who come in and you can, and flaunt the fact that they have money and they're usually the people who are the rudest to us as the staff. And they're usually also the people who have balances and bills that they don't pay where you're ha where like us as an office are having conversations like how come they're not paying their $200 bill when they're very clearly like they're in here all the time talking about how they're a lawyer or they're doing this or they're doing that or they're a doctor here or, or whatever and the energy that they get back from people I just feel like when you have that energy, it doesn't matter about the money that you're having because you have to be blocking blessings and opportunities all over the fucking place. Like you have no idea who it is that you're encountering. You may see me at the front desk and be like, that's just some girl that works at a chiropractic office at the front desk. You have no fucking idea that behind the scenes, I have two podcasts and a fucking brand and I can shit talk you by name if I want to and your fucking business. You know what I mean? Like, I would never fucking do that because that's not who I am as a person. But, and then the people who come in that like are the, the minimalist people and treat people super fucking kind turn around and they can have money at the end of the day too. And they're the people who are like, absolutely no problem. Let me also tip that massage therapist 60%. And I gave her cash back there too, but I just want her to know how appreciated she is. And 
Those are the people who at the end of the day, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I know that that person, you know, does marketing on the side. I better contact them when I get off work about my business and see if there's something they can do, you know, that I can do to help boost them or they sell this. And I can't tell you how many people have come in there that are um, that end up being like estheticians or nail people or whatever that I've connected with outside of that now listen to the podcast because they just had a dope ass energy and then come to find out they make content and they do all kinds of shit and they've shouted out like the energy that you go into things and the way that you treat people regardless of their financial standing or yours that's what I give a fuck about you know what's really funny? After the last episode, I decided to go to a small coffee shop today and I paid in cash and I tipped 50%. And the girl was like, wow. And I was like, keep the change. She was like, wow, thank you. But the reason that I don't do that at places like Starbucks is because they literally just need to pay the people more. And I saw that a lot of the baristas are on strike because I helped them manifest that reality, baby. I said it, it's dead. We're done with that shit. And I will not support these billionaire companies to pay people eight nine dollars an hour while everybody else has to pay their living wage but i will go to a one solo mom and pop coffee shop and tip because those people are not making billion dollars a quarter you know and what i think about the world right now is me winning does not take away from other people winning. It's that fucking mindset that's taught to us. It's taught to us through things like when how they depict history, how they depict what happened to the Native Americans and the slaves and the Jews and different cultures. They do a me or you thing. Well, this is me and this is you. And they keep us very separate because unity is a threat to the systems that keep us oppressed and people think like just because we're white and we're female that we're not oppressed in some way I can't go walk in by myself at night anywhere period it doesn't matter what city I'm in I can't even really feel comfortable wearing headphones during the day and walking around you know like a lot of women have to have two dogs with them at all times and be on guard no matter what color their skin is so I just feel like this whole me or you, or if I give this to you, I have less conversation needs to just be dead. Because as soon as I gave that girl like a 50% tip within the hour, someone booked $120 service with me because I don't block abundance. I try to spread abundance. I try to help people where I can. I was literally just in alignment. <clears throat> to go do that this morning. And I just felt like I had to tell you because I'm just not doing it at Starbucks. I'm not doing it at wherever, but if it's a mom and pop type place, I definitely want to tip the people, but at the same time, just pay people a living wage and take a little bit out of your profits. Well, and you know, talking about the Starbucks thing, you and I were talking about this on FaceTime last night. Brian was laughing in the background, us talking about tipping the coffee shop. Um, but I got that code or whatever on my Starbucks. I, I got an email from Starbucks basically saying, I get 50% off any drink, any size that I want. Use this code, whatever. It's good for a week. And the first day I was like, dope. I got fucking 50% off of Starbucks. 
And there wasn't, there's not a Starbucks around us. We have little, we have a, a smaller coffee shop, but we don't have um, a Starbucks right here. And I would have had to drive out of my way. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And then the next day I was like, I'm actually not going to use this fucking discount at all because I made a pact with myself that I wasn't spending money on takeout and coffee this month. Like I, I'm not spending my money on that and going and using my 50% off code, I'm still going to give them $4 more than I intended to give them when I said I was giving them zero fucking dollars. And when we're talking about abundance and things, when you're making, this is something that I have learned for myself, is that when I make a pact about how I am going to utilize abundance that comes to me, whether that be financially, um, physical things that I have where I'm like, I'm going to give this over here. Oh, fuck. Well, I haven't seen that person and this person could utilize it. But no, I said that it is intended for this over here. When I follow through on those things, I end up getting abundance in a bunch of different ways and being able to stack that up around me as opposed to breaking a pact that I had with myself having the guilt about that, which then doesn't attract anything new to me. And then also not having that thing anymore. Like if I go and I spend that $4, that's $4 less than I had. And I just broke an agreement that I had to myself. If I go and I give this thing to somebody else, well, now I'm stressed because when I do see this person, I knew I planned on giving them X, Y, and Z. Now I don't have it. And now I can't do that. And then I'm frustrated with myself. And so with that like energy of abundant stuff, I just think that we've talked about it before, but people not thinking about abundance and whatever, just meaning cash, because it's never just cash. There's energetic abundance. There's all types of different things. There's you gift giving to somebody out of, I'm just going to give this to this person because I feel led to do that, even though it means I'm not going to have this. Garen fucking to you, you turn around and somehow you have gotten back plus more what you just gifted away. And if you do things from the mindset of, I'm going to give this because I'm just going to get it back more. There's, there's different... There's different energetic ways that you can do that um, because there also is a, a wrong way of, of giving to others just simply for the selfish intent of, well, the universe is going to give this back to me. So I'm just going to go ahead and give this to you, even though I don't really want to, because I know the universe is going to give it back to me. Well, then the universe isn't going to, because you fucking gave that with a plan that you were going to get it back. Now you're not getting shit and you're probably going to get like vaginitis or something awful. It's definitely a selfless giving frequency. Like some people don't receive well. And I know that even for some people in my life, I will do something really nice for them, but then I stop because they don't know how to receive it. So my grandmother, obviously she grew up in the great depression. She grew up with a lot of limited energy in her childhood 
And I have really been trying to help her break that mode of blocking receiving. So here lately, I've just been like doing a lot of really nice stuff for her where now instead of just asking me how much it costs or telling me, no, don't do that. She's starting to receive. So my grandmother, I've said this before, it doesn't matter if she's leaving the house or not. She gets up every day and puts on a full face of makeup. She literally looks like a superstar every single day, fixes her hair. You never walk over and my grandma is just like in a moo or something. Like she is ready to go. And she always told me that you got to get ready. So then whenever something arrives, you're ready to go. You don't have to like wait. And so recently she was talking about how all of the makeup is like gotten really expensive. And I know she's going to like Walgreens, which in my opinion has some of the most expensive makeup, like way over Ulta ever would. So I just got on Ulta. I literally had like $25 in points, a $5 coupon, and I wanted some stuff too. And I knew I was trying to reach my platinum status for the year. So I was like, what do you need? So I got on there and I ordered her like an overabundance of stuff, like a face spray, makeup, like three different eyeliners, just all kinds of stuff. And when I took it to her yesterday, she literally was just like, thank you so much. This is so much. This is a lot, but thank you. Instead of going through this whole, like, you shouldn't do that. Like I've told her a million times, I want to do that. So when I do it, receive I need you to receive because it upsets me when I feel like you are rejecting this abundance or you're rejecting this frequency so she's gotten a lot better with just receiving because you know yesterday she was so excited it was my grandpa's birthday so I took him some food and he was like I'm gonna get me a little nibble of this sandwich right now my grandma was like well it's it's early he said I don't care it's my birthday so like they were both loving it and it's finally getting to this point where they can like receive a little more. But when I found out that like my grandma and grandpa have worked their whole freaking life and literally only get like $2,000 a month to live on, it's just like insane. Like how is that even possible? You know what I mean? Like they give them just enough where they don't qualify for like food stamps or other benefits. Like social security gives these people just enough where you don't qualify for anything extra. And so I have extra and I want to make sure that they don't spend their dying years here on earth worried about bullshit. You know, like my grandma, I know she's going to live a long life. She's outlived everybody in our family. And it's because she's told me before she keeps herself together. It's when you let yourself go that you basically are on death's bed. You know what I mean? So like her getting up every day and getting ready and just like cleaning the house and doing different things is what keeps her young. And so I'm always telling her, like, before you go spend money at Walgreens, tell me what you need. It's nothing for me to add 20 or $30 to a cart that I'm already spending a hundred. Like I can spend $30 on you, grandma. Like, so recently like her watch broke and she was like, it's fine. I don't need one. She wears a watch every day. So I just literally got on Amazon and ordered a watch and it was like 40 bucks. And you would have thought that I gave her a Rolex. And I'm like, I wanted to get you an expensive one, but I knew you would reject it. So I just got you like a reasonable one. But my grandma doesn't understand that like, it's not about the money for me. I don't care about the money. I want her to stop worrying because worry and fear 
creates limitations. And I, I would much rather you live a long, prosperous life and not be counting pennies about everything at the grocery store going up. Cause that's who that's really affecting is like senior citizens who are on these fixed incomes, all of these property tax raises and inflation, like that's who that's hitting the hardest because a younger person, mainly they're just going to get on Facebook and complain and post their cash app, but they could go get another job or they could, like I said earlier, and go cut their neighbor's grass or do something that's out of their comfort zone to get where they want to be. And my like biggest pet peeve is when people set up like GoFundMes or these things for stuff that's just not, it's just not my position to give you money for this. Like I understand when someone passes or someone's in the hospital or your animal is struggling, things like that. But people want to manipulate the collective to get things that they don't deserve, in my opinion. And I'm the most giving person you ever fucking met. But if I don't see you trying and I don't see you putting effort towards something and I don't see you busting your balls to go make it happen, then I don't think you want it bad enough. And I don't care to help you get there. I just don't. And some people will be like, well, that's that's rude. No, I am the most giving person. You can never say that I'm greedy because I literally give until I'm blue in the face. So I just hate when people are begging on the internet when they could take initiative to go make something happen, but they choose not to. Um, can I can I switch this up? Talk about a pet peeve um, because we experienced this together and I'm going to take you back on a trip to Utah real quick. So um, speaking of giving and receiving. So on that trip, the second that homegirl picked me up from the airport, she hands me a cartridge. And uh, for those that don't know, it's uh, an e-pen for weed. And so she hands this to me and was like, hit up the dispensary, got you this whatever. I was like, oh my God, how much is it? She's like, don't even worry about it. I just picked it up while I was at the dispensary. So I was like, okay, dope. <laughs> So in my mind, she got weed for our trip. Uh, in theory, um, this bitch hadn't gotten weed for our trip, just so that we're very clear. Um, and that continued to be a problem. But anyways, so then you, we, we all are at the house or whatever. We're on our trip, headed down there. And I remember you sitting in the front seat with homegirl and we're passing my e-pen around the car. And you were like, oh, this tastes good or whatever. And I was like, yeah, homegirl got it for me. And by the way, we don't say her name on here because fuck that cunt. Um, so uh, I was like, yeah, she got it for me, whatever. And uh, from the dispensary. And you were like, oh, you went to the dispensary? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, how much was it? And she just side eyes you and is like, don't worry about it. And then you're over here like, no, like how much was it? Like, 20 bucks and she's like no you're all more and to the point that like this girl is like I'm not going to tell you how much it is leaving you guessing when you're asking and then you're like 75 and she's like yeah around that and I remember sitting in the back seat and I was like you spent 75 dollars on a cart at the dispensary and she's like yeah and we all in the car knew that it was complete bullshit but that to me is like, so you made a point to give me a gift, not have the price brought up 
when I ask, and then you're asking and you, and, and it wasn't done in a way of like, stop guessing Paige, because I'm not going to tell you how much it was. It's done in a way of wanting you to be like, oh my God, that's how much you spent on it. Wow, you must really care that you would spend a 70, you would spend $70 at the dispensary. Bitch, you never went to the fucking dispensary. You probably had this in your fucking drawer or somebody handed it to you. And you're wanting somebody to thank you and be overly appreciative for receiving this gift I was already appreciative of, regardless of the dollar amount. And so, again, People can have different energy inside of shit when they are gift giving or when they're trying to have somebody receive something that they're putting out there as selfless. That wasn't a selfless gift. That wasn't, I had this, I knew that you would want it. I don't smoke. So here you go. There, there's so many different ways you can go about things. So I want people to be conscious of the way that you are giving gifts to people too. And if you have a if you are giving a gift to somebody, it's not because you need a wow factor. You need them. To, you need to have something over them so that later on, when you have a falling out, you can go. And I gave you a seventy dollar cartridge. I didn't fucking ask for it. I would have. I would have rather have been sober than for you to think that there's something over my head. And this same person, we had so many experiences of abundance and lack of on this trip because even when it came to like paying for gas on on that adventure there was oh don't even worry about it I've got it and for you you finally were like stop saying that we're giving you money at Phillips like stop saying that we're all gonna cash app you while we're at the gas station and we're gonna split everything and so having that energy and then we did get every little thing as we went on the adventure, like, well, I'm driving. Well, I took us to the grocery store. I'm the only one that has a vehicle or knows my way around. Um, you know, well, I took you on this $700 ATV trip, even though you didn't want to go. And Gemini was fucking pissed about having to go. And I was drunk on vodka and had the thing in two wheel drive and didn't know how to fucking drive the whole time. Like there's all of these ways that I think people can really feel like, wow, I'm being a giver, but you're really being manipulative and you are using things that you're able to provide to others as a manipulation tactic to try and receive love. And then when people don't latch on to that being your love language or their love language, all of a sudden people can be upset and not just that girl, but People in general, like there are plenty of situations that I've had in my life where somebody gave me something or did something I didn't even fucking want and spoke against. And then it was used against me of, but I gifted this. Well, stop gifting me because I didn't even fucking want it. To add to that, I dated a guy one time and he bought me a car and I already had a car. But I was like really obsessed with Volkswagens at that time. And I drove a Passat, but I really wanted a turbo Jetta. Like I just really wanted one. And at that time, I mean, they were like $6,500 or something. Like it wasn't expensive what I was wanting. He bought me this car 
And then I'm telling you, like, I never asked him to purchase the car. I just used to get on Craigslist and look around for these used cars. Not that I would buy them, just looking at them. And it's the same thing. After he bought me that, it was like, well, where are you going in my car? Like, he wouldn't put it in my name. He had me on his car insurance, which was really nice because at that time I was young. I had been in wrecks. Nobody really wanted to give me my own policy. And I remember that we broke up like right around Valentine's Day and he took me off of his insurance on February 14th. So my insurance policy literally renews on February 14th. And then like August 14th every year. And it just always makes me laugh because I used to let someone manipulate me with something that I never even asked them to do. I had a car. It would just set and I wanted to drive the other one because it was nicer. It was newer. It was white. All those things. But the point of that is he never did that because he wanted me to have the car I wanted. It wasn't a giving heart. He did that because the car was in his name. And if I upset him in any way or did something he didn't like, he would threaten me with reporting the car stolen. How can you record like report a car stolen if I'm literally a licensed and insured driver for this car? Like the manipulation though, like those tactics. And that's exactly what so many people do in relationships and friendships. And I'll be honest, I give stuff to people and I don't even think about it. Like one time I accidentally gave something to someone, it was like in a box and I didn't mean to. And they ended up being like, oh my gosh, I love that thing you gave me. And a part of me was like, oops, I really didn't mean to give that to you. But I just kind of let it go because I was like, this is a test because I I did want to keep that, but they really like it. And now that ended up being one of those fake friends that was like, I'm just so sick of you thinking because you give me your old clothes that you're a good friend. Um, I gave you stuff that I know for a fact you went to Plato's Closet and beyond and sold it for money. I quit being this person's friend because I realized the only time they wanted to come around me is when they wanted someone to give them gifts or to lift them up or to give them a free reading or to do things for them. But meanwhile, they would win concert tickets or or have abundance come their way. And instead of spreading that back to someone who's always there for them, they would take their shit baby daddy or their cousin or just some random person who's not ever there for you. And that's when I started drawing the line with the types of people that I give things to, because some people, no matter what you do for them, will never do the same for you. If your intention is to receive something back, you're not doing it from a good place, but I want someone who's going to respect that I just went out on a limb for you, or I did something for you in a way. And instead it was like, well, that's not even good enough. You know what I mean? It was like that energy of that's not even good enough. So I've seen both ends of it where people have tried to manipulate me with gifts. And then the people who I'm showering with gifts want to give you, well, that's not good enough energy just because you're giving me your old clothes. Let's just be honest. Probably no one that even watches or follows me in any way has probably ever seen me wear the same thing over two or three times. Like, it's not like I rock the same shit every day and then gave it to you. 
I have so many different outfit combinations that I can make a different outfit out of something I've had for a really long time. And it just blew my mind that she had the audacity to text me on my birthday this year and tell me she was really missing me. And in the back of my head, I was like, I guess she needs some summer clothes. So I also want people going back to what you were talking about, about, you know, your boyfriend buying the car and then, and whatever. So that's actually, um, a abusive tactic. It's called financial abuse. And I know people, and I mean, and I think we all know people who will have their partner gift them something or pay for something that they want and then be like, well, that's my thing and confiscate it as their own or, you know, be like, well, I bought that for you or whatever. And that's something that I have been limiting my interactions with people who tolerate and accept that. Because if you tolerate and accept that, you are giving permission for it and saying that you're willing to make justifications for yourself being treated that way, which means that you're going to make justifications to treat me that way. And as I've started taking a second to assess how people are okay being treated around me, I'm able to assess ways that they're okay treating me and I'm not fucking vibing with it. And a lesson that I keep learning this year is that I can't coddle people because I feel bad for situations that they continue to put themselves into or growth that they refuse to have. And I can't save people who won't save themselves. And it's really wild because I made a Facebook post about this the other day. And um, I actually want to read the post because I had multiple people message me that I hadn't even had in my fucking brain when I made this post that took it personal and thought that it was about them and were giving me apologies for, you know, whatever. And I said, my lesson this year has been to stop making excuses to coddle other people because it prevents them from their own growth and taking responsibility for fixing their life. And every time I feel I've learned the lesson, I'm shown that I haven't. Still working on learning the balance between loving and supporting people that I love and care about, while also not condoning their actions and thought processes that prevent them from moving forward and making necessary changes. We're all on healing journeys and self-reflection journeys, and here's where I am on mine. And I realized as I was getting all of this feedback from other people, wow, so you subconsciously think that you're treating me poorly to the point that I would write something about it, but you're not telling me that you're going to navigate any differently. You're not um, like, wow, and these are the area, like, and I realize that I need to grow through this. There's not any recognition of like, you're on your own growth journey and, you know, whatever. It is just how my post has affected you. And I used to feel like in order for me to have a boundary and say, I don't like that you accept this in your life and I'm not going to accept that in my life, that I had to have some conversation and tell you exactly how you're fucking up 
and then move accordingly. I no longer do that. I'm not going to have the conversation with you. I'm not going to tell you how disappointed in your choices I am. I'm not going to tell you how you're fucking up your own life. I'm going to focus on my life and aligning with the energy that's vibing with me. And I'm going to figure out how to cut you off from the fucking supply that you're getting from me that you're not putting energy into. And I also am cutting people off. If I'm rolling my eyes because you have no fucking idea where you are on your healing journey, but you're making posts or comments or conversations with me, wondering why your life perpetually is shitty, I no longer am going to give my time, attention, energy to you because I am exhausted of rolling my fucking eyes every day. I have a headache now. Amen, sister. A lot of people, especially whenever you start winning and developing who you are and being authentic, those people start to take it personal. Like everything you do, everything you say is personal. And that's why I always encourage people to read the four agreements. Because when I stop taking shit personal, like, oh, I'm not invited. Oh, this, oh, that. I started to see it as redirection. I truly don't want to go to a bunch of, you know, third and fourth year birthday parties or baby showers or wedding showers. I don't want to go. So when I stopped getting invited, I started to see that was my manifestation coming to life. Instead of me faking till I make it to make an appearance or to pretend like I'm there and having a good time, I'm just not invited. And that's fine. I don't take that personally. Don't waste an invitation on me when I'm not going to come. I will come to your wedding. I will not come to your bridal shower and everything before. I'm not going to be the person that spends $800 to be a part of your wedding. I think it's ridiculous that people invite people to be in their bridal party and then they're like by the way the dress we picked out is 375 we're going to nashville for the bachelorette party i'm also going to need you to make a photo wall is that cool oh the shoes are 75 and you're never going to wear any of this again cool oh yeah we're getting a hair and makeup artist it's 150 you know it's just like I don't want that type of energy. Like if I'm asking people to do X, Y, Z in my wedding or in my life, I'm willing to flip the bill for that. Like I am willing to flip the bill for whatever it is. And I just feel like so many people want to take and take and take. And then when the person's finally like, shit, I'm fed up, I'm tapped, I'm drained, I'm done. People take that offensively. And like, I love people and I want all of my people, friends, family, enemies to thrive, but keep your bullshit and your projections away from me. Just because we were the generation of freaking everyone gets a trophy doesn't mean everyone's going to get coddled when you come into my life, because I am really quick to be like, you're the one that is causing your suffering. This mindset causes your suffering. This relationship, having sex with this person causes your suffering. All of those things. Like I personally feel so much growth from just not allowing certain people to have access to my energy. I'm not going to let people project their insecurities onto me and make me feel less than or make me feel like I'm not good enough because that shit's for the birds. And that was for 19 year old me. And I have finally learned my lesson. I would much rather be by myself in my home alone than wake up next to someone every day because 
I want to pretend I'm happy or because we have kids together or because they pay the bills or whatever. And I just feel like so many people are locked into these soul contracts that have absolutely been fulfilled, but you just keep like reiterating the same lessons over and over again and I keep telling people like get off the hamster wheel because you're not a hamster you're not meant to go in circles and to spend your wheels in the same direction put your shit in four-wheel drive and go through the mud and go through the struggle go through what you need to go through and then grow from it if you choose whatever in your reality you will see more and more of it. And a lot of people choose those lower vibrational connections, those lower vibrational energies. I'm not going to lie. I used to be that person that would just go on dates to get free food. But then I learned I'd rather eat alone at Ruth Chris and have a good time and, and converse with my server or even maybe meet someone random. Because when you're alone, you're in your own vibration. You're not absorbing this bullshit. I don't want to go places with people who are just negative or draining. And I feel like so many people stay stagnant so that when someone is finally fed up, like Gemini posting that on Facebook, people automatically assume that she's being passive aggressive and that she's talking directly about them rather than facing the issue head on. Like everyone around here is getting a- You can come in here. You're not- Okay, um, there's just so much going on, and Gemini just distracted me with her not being on mute, but I muted her. So I feel like at the same time that you're growing and you're elevating, you're just going to have to see where you're allowing those connections to manipulate you to stay in that lower vibration, to stay in the vibration of, well, I wish this could be my life or I want that to be my life, but you're doing nothing about it to actually get to that point. And I feel like in this society, we're constantly bombarded with information and 92% of it is not fact. Just because you saw it on TikTok or you saw it somewhere, that is someone's effing opinion. Stop taking what people say about our government, about our life, about America as fact. It's time to express your own authentic story. Yes, there is corruption. There is corruption everywhere. That does not mean that we're living in the end of times or that this is worse than the Great Depression. The thing about it is so many people don't realize that their mindset is the limitation. Their vibration is signing them up to repeat these soul contracts and to repeat this nonsense over and over again. And as you grow and as you elevate, you have to find peace that you are your own worst enemy. You are hook, line, and sinker, and you are sinking the boat every single time with your shitty attitude, with your jealousy, with your envy. Yes, I cannot stand the Kardashians. If I see anything pop up, I block them. Recently, Kim Kardashian did a big deal with Alani New, which is a Louisville-based company, from a girl named Katie Hearn, who I personally watched build her brand up to the million followers it now has. Will I still support her brand? Yes, in silence, because I don't like when people change who they are to match these big name vibrations. American Horror Story, I guess their ratings are trash because now they've got Kim Kardashian coming on the new season. I will not be a part of it. I can't say 
I don't like this person and then support things that they do. I can't say I don't fuck with this relationship or I don't fuck with this family member and then support things that they do. You've got to remove your attention. Stop giving billionaires and billionaire companies money if you want to bitch about it later. I personally believe that we as society have consented to this off scale of like abundance because so many people are living in greed and fear and just like, well, if I share that with my neighbor, there's less for me. There will be people that have a whole garden of things that are going to go bad because they can only eat so many tomatoes and cucumbers, but they don't knock on their neighbor's door and offer any. They let them go bad. And that's what's wrong with society. I unsubscribed to Hulu, um, one, as a um, part of my budgeting thing and not spending extra money. But I, I got out of Hulu because we've talked about how I just do not vibe with the fucking whole entire thing of the Kardashians and what they're boosting and what they're promoting and, and what they're doing. And I... I don't like any fucking part of it. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to support Hulu anymore. That is just making money off of putting all of this inside of people's faces and having inauthenticity. And just because I vibed with a storyline or a different version of people earlier on in their journey, doesn't mean that I have to now. And something that I've really been untraining myself about is loyalty like I've always prided myself on being a very loyal person and I still am a loyal person, but my loyalty comes with um, limitations. I have a limited loyalty to you. If, if I know that you're making very shitty choices and that you know that you are making shitty choices that are negatively affecting your life, I am not going to be loyal to sitting by and watching you be miserable and not make any changes. If I see that you are perpetually broke and complaining about not being able to do things, but you're being financially manipulated and abused, I'm not going to sit by and be loyal to that. If I see that you have been going through a really deep depression, but you're using that as an excuse to take from the people around you and manipulate them into giving you something or feeling bad for you, I am no longer loyal to you. I am, I'm not loyal to that. Loyalty for me has completely changed. I'm going to be loyal to connections like I have with you or connections like I have with, you know, my best friend Ryan or whatever, because these are people who are pouring in the exact amount that they're getting back out. Not that I expect anybody's life to be fucking perfect because life is not perfect, but you come to me and say, I wasn't really, I'm not really vibing with this idea. I don't think that you should do that. Or you really, you know, this isn't cool. But it's not about things that are like huge life things that I'm staying inside of that are awful for me. They're not, how do I say that? I, I can no longer be loyal, be more loyal to other people than they are to themselves. And that's where I'm changing. And I think that's so important because 
throughout our life, we make the most excuses for the people close to us and the people that are not healthy connections. And I feel like so many people have so much brainwashing from the corest level of their parents. If your parents are straight manipulative and they comment on your body weight or your tattoos or your hair or whatever, you should not subject yourself to that energy. And now that the holidays are approaching, I will say this again, like I said it last year, decline invites. If you go around certain people and it's always, why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have kids? Why do you have five kids? Where's your baby dad? Where's this? Why aren't you married? You know, questions of like the ether, they need to screen those into the fucking wall because at the end of the day, you are at a roadblock with these people and you're not going to be able to go around the roadblock and take a detour if you're constantly absorbing that frequency. And I know for sure, like my family is pretty judgmental about certain things, but the moment that I just stopped caring and just started to get the tattoos I wanted and my favorite was you can't have visible tattoos in the corporate world wrongo wrongo and i think like proving that point i don't do it out of spite but i am doing the damn thing in every area of my life and no tattoo no nothing has ever stopped me from doing what i need to do in order to provide for myself and i think it's such a beautiful thing to not even be spiteful about that it's not like i go rub that in people's faces that i'm doing better than them it's just an energetic frequency that speaks for itself. And at the end of the day, we have to speak for ourselves. And let's go ahead and pull the human design card. Ooh, shit. We got card 13 for magnetism. That's a lie. It's card 15 for magnetism and the sign is Gemini. I think we've gotten this one before. So actually the sign is Gemini and Cancer. The gift is magnetism and the shadow is dullness. The energy of magnetism brings with it a rhythmic coalescence with the heartbeat of life, of the earth, and of every living and breathing organism. As such, even the most mundane and ordinary activities transform into opportunities for expansion and meditation. Life itself is a spiritual quest in the places where no one seems to look, like in a handshake, a smile, a walk, or your inner dialogue. You don't live just for the peaks and valleys, but for the space in between. You are multifaceted and spirited. Thanks to your capacity for unconditional love, others feel compelled to live out their truths, whatever they may be. Your shadow is dullness. Where do you resist life? There is a fear within this shadow of falling victim to a repetitive, dull existence. It is through this resistance that you might try to avoid the space in between with mechanisms of distraction rather than embracing the void. Move through the shadow by accepting all of life with full vigor, even the apparent dullness. 
This shift will allow all moments to blossom and bear fruit. Your themes are truth, spectrum, acceptance, and the void. That's really fitting with us having talked about speaking the truth and also figuring out what you're going to accept inside of your life and your reality and how what you're going to accept about what other people's truth are and how they're speaking that into your life too. I think the most beautiful dynamic that we just want to pour out into the world is nothing that's meant for you will pass you by. When you are exuding your authentic vibration, people will be attracted to that. People will be magnetized by that. And abundance and that energy that you have been desperately seeking will find you in the most unexpected of ways. So we encourage everyone to cut the cord with the bullshit, with the excuses, with the negativity, with the collective, and delete social media, go off the grid for a little bit to recalibrate your energy. Because if you're constantly hooked up and charging to a grid of other people's energies, you're never really going to know what you bring to the table. And we want everyone to shine in their own way, because we can all shine together individually and collectively. And we just want you all to be the best versions of yourself. Yeah, and I want to leave you guys with the message of if you felt triggered by the episode, stuff that came up, whatever, make changes with that information. Be like, oh, I feel triggered because this is absolutely talking about me. This feels like this could be about me right now. It probably isn't. So make the changes that need to be made because that is your own spirit team having us deliver a message for you that you clearly are not fucking following. Stop having excuses for why you're waiting to change things, why you're waiting to leave your person, why you're accepting manipulation in whatever form it is. Do the changes that you need to do for you and stop making excuses and uh, don't give to others with expectation of getting something in return. And it is almost Libra season. So it is really about balance. Find your balance, find your center and dedicate 20 minutes a day to your own personal growth and watch your life transform. We will see you all next time in Candyland. Bye. Bye.